A million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock with my guy, as always, Mojo Mutati. Mojo, but it's a good lesson. Don't ever brandish a weapon at anybody. An even better lesson, don't ever brandish a weapon towards an MMA fighter and a man in Florida learned that lesson the hard way, the very hard way, Mojo. This story is absolutely crazy. There is a MMA fighter. Now the guy doesn't fight anymore. He's 34 years old. This dude is a badass, Mojo. Not only is he a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, the dude wrestled in college. Again, also was a professional MMA fighter who has a 5-2-1 record. So a winning record. Well, Mojo, just minding his own business was Javier Baez was in Miami where he lives, Mojo, with some friends, was on his way back home at his apartment, Mojo. What do you know it? He actually gets attacked by a man brandishing a knife. Now, the guy actually, and we're going to hear from Javi because we talked to him. But you see on surveillance video here, and he was parked in the perfect spot. Uh, You had this guy who banged on the window, broke the window, and then the fight was on. And despite the fact that this guy had a big knife, Javier is able to grab him and slam him to the ground, Mojo, and actually ends up choking him and holding him down until police arrived. Now the man was arrested, not Javier. The guy was arrested who had the knife. There's his mugshot. Is now facing multiple charges, including uh, aggravated battery, which is a felony charge, carries a uh, lengthy prison sentence. We're possibly talking about years and years and years behind bars here, Mojo. Absolutely crazy. Before we uh, kind of get into this and we react to this, Mojo, let's actually hear from Javi, who actually was on TMZ Live with Harvey and Charles. Um, I got to the parking lot late, and I was I was on the phone with my fiance, and I was in the car. I left my keys in her house, so I, I was like, let me just chill for a little bit and go to work later. And I heard him screaming in the parking lot. He was there screaming on the phone, and then he came banging on my door. I told him, leave me alone, and then he came back with a knife, cracked my windshield, and that's when I stepped out. And I told him, I'm calling the, I'm calling the cops, and then he, he, he just charged at me. Once I got there, I put him in an arm triangle. You see, I tried to get a knife up, but I was like, you know what? The knife's stuck. He's not going to put it nowhere. So I put him in a chokehold. As soon as he goes out, I take the knife away from him. I put my knee on his belly, and I call the cops. And when he wakes up, I, I, he's, got my foot, he's got my foot on his back, and he's not going nowhere. <laughs> I love this story. What? What? This is ridiculous. Babcock, first of all, that was not... A knife, brother. That was a full-on broad long sword thing. That that was what William Wallace was running around with in the movie Braveheart. That's what that thing was. It took up half the screen. What the hell? But my goodness, I just very glad we're laughing about this. And this is a light segment somehow. Yeah. Given it's one man trying to stab someone right. else with with a machete, but. Uh, Wow. I mean, I'm surprised nobody landed on that thing during that yeah. uh, lamb we're looking at here. I mean, it was a pretty good Dwayne Johnson, the rock, rock bottom right there, his <laughs> signature finishing move. There it is. You got it already dialed up, man. I mean, that that was incredible. I mean, that's why you can't mess with people on the street. I yeah. hope everybody watches that video. It's uh, going to force people to start coming correct. This right. is stupid. I mean, why go after somebody with a knife? We don't even have to focus too much as to 
why this happened. I mean, it's obvious this guy was wrong and he certainly right. suffered the consequences for it. And I hope there is a lot of legal repercussion yes. for this. I mean, that is for damn sure. But uh, again, I'm just glad we can laugh about this. Yeah, what it, that's true, Mudge. I know. I think you're right, Mojo. It's it's it was such an ass whooping. I don't know how else to put it, that it actually it becomes a funny story because the guy was so overmatched. But you're right. I mean, if this had been somebody else, if if it's me in the car, I mean, who knows? You know, maybe you end up wound up, you know, you're, you're on the floor and you've been stabbed by that guy's massive sword, like you said. So this could, yeah, this could have turned out way worse. And, and we're fortunate that he picked on the wrong guy. And you're right. I think it's a good lesson, Mojo. You, you never know who knows what, who's dangerous, who's so just leave everybody alone. Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady now, of course, uh, 46 years old and retired. And is he ever enjoying himself, Mojo? Tom Brady was getting some uh, rest and relaxation uh, on the water with his kids. And I'll tell you what, Mojo, he has never looked better to me. I mean, most guys, I think you retire from professional sports and maybe you let your body go a little bit. Not Tom Brady. The guy looks more jacked, more ripped than ever. I know. What do I know about any of this? Mojo, you tell me if I'm wrong here. But I think the guy looks great. He's out there. He's on the boat. Now, uh, Tom Brady, of course, has uh, three children. All we've seen in these photos are, are Ben and Vivian. It's unclear if Jack is with them. But uh, the kids are having a blast. Tom Brady's having a blast. And Mojo, he is, he is asking people here now to, to let him just have some fun so he posed these photos and he says I did Michigan of course where he played college football and Massachusetts winters for a long time let me have this so sure sure <laughs> it's November it's cold in a lot of places mojo not where Tom is though and god he looks great it's all starting to make sense he literally was working in Two of the coldest places in the country. So that uh, was probably quite miserable. You bring up an interesting point, though, Babecock. I mean, hey, Tom Brady looks great, maybe better now than he ever has. And the reason for that, besides the fact that he's single and now wow. he has to be, <laughs> is the fact that now he can train for aesthetic and not performance. He doesn't have to go out there on Sundays and throw 50 passes and we all know how much of a uh, a great rusher Tom Brady was. Yes. Uh, just curled it throughout the years for his rushing ability. <laughs> it's like but, Mike Vick, Jalen Hurts, Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now he can focus on actually looking good, and it makes a difference. Maybe he can drop a little bit of that football weight that maybe he didn't want to carry. All good things. I can relate to this firsthand, Babcock. I look better now than I ever have, and it's not just the hair. The Rock isn't the only one. Did you know that Roman Reigns was once a stud on the football field too? A trip down memory lane with his former college teammate, Pro Football Hall of Famer Calvin Johnson. He looks back at their time together on the gridiron next on TMZ Sports. Obviously, before you were a WWE superstar, you were a college football player, a very high-level college football player. Did you know, like, in 2005, Roman 2006, that that this guy, that Calvin Johnson Megatron, was going to be, like, an all-time legendary football player? Yes. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you really? No, no, no hesitation. Yeah, I, I was about to say, whenever you watch that highlight, uh, uh, 
compilation. Like, I, it must have went all night. The man just, that's what he was, was a highlight reel. I mean, they called him Megatron, you know what I mean? Like that, when that's your nickname, you, you know what I mean? Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike and Mojo. Mojo, of course, uh, obviously someone you know very well. That, of course, Roman Reigns, WWE superstar. Now, Mojo, if people aren't familiar, Roman Reigns was teammates with Calvin Johnson, the Hall of Fame wide receiver Calvin Johnson, Megatron, at Georgia Tech back in the day, between 2005 and 2006, the guys were, uh, again, both on the, uh, the Georgia Tech football team. Now, we know, Mojo, that uh, Calvin goes on to become one of the greatest football players of all time. And while uh, Roman didn't go on to play in the NFL, he had some health issues uh, dealing with his first bout of leukemia, which, of course, he, uh, he heroically has beaten. Uh, Mojo, he did not play football in the NFL, but goes on to uh, to become now the uh, longest reigning universal champion in WWE history. So, Mojo, we had Roman talking about Calvin Johnson. We recently had an opportunity to talk to Megatron. And much like we did with Roman, we asked Calvin about Roman Reigns. Take a look. Roman Reigns, when you look at what he has accomplished, and he's going for these all-time WWE records now. You're smiling, but what 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 is it like watching what he is, what your former Yellow Jackets teammate is doing? Man, I remember when I first got to Georgia Tech, man, I, and Joe and I, we, I always had an all for Joe just because, you know, he's just always like a badass. You know, I didn't know his lineage, you know, at the time. I just knew he was a badass. He didn't say much, but when he did say something, you listen, you know, and then it, it was awesome just to be, uh, to be able to grow my second year and be a captain. Uh, along with Joe. I remember we have an awesome um, picture coming out, maybe at North Carolina with all of us wearing him, Reggie Ball, and myself wearing these mirror advisors uh, by going, taking the captain's walk out to the middle of the field or whatever. And it was, we had that long hair flowing, man. And, you know, he was an awesome player, man. He got, he, you know, obviously he made it to the NFL. He had his bout uh, with cancer that derailed that. But, I mean, it was, you know, it, it's a blessing in disguise, obviously, you know, because he was able to take on some other things, man. And my man is killing it out here. He, he, I mean, he's a hell of an athlete, so it doesn't surprise me that he would, you know, whoop anybody's ass that come up against them. <laughs> Mojo, I think that's so cool to have two guys so successful, different career paths, but it's it's amazing. Absolutely. I, I love that you guys got this interview too, man. That was really cool because obviously we've seen the clip of Roman talking about Megatron. We've talked a lot about Megatron's career over the years, just an unbelievable talent, but uh you don't hear that much too frequently about Roman Reigns' football career. Yeah. And, hey, I can vouch for him personally, too. I talked about this yesterday, even though my Maryland Terrapins defeated the Georgia yeah. Tech Yellow Jackets, which has hey. both Roman and Calvin Johnson on. It doesn't take away from the fact that these guys <laughs> were both incredible players. I mean, Roman was a stud, a defensive tackle, uh, not the biggest defensive tackle in the conference, but just knew his game. He stuck to his discipline. He was scrappy, had a great drive on him. He was hungry. I mean, he killed it. He had a great college career. He ended up going all ACC as well, which wow. when you're not playing for the conference champion or someone that's typically in that discussion, it's a lot harder to go all conference uh, when you're at the bottom or middle of the pack um, in terms of the standing. So uh, this was this was really cool to hear both of these two guys side by side captains that went on to have 
incredibly different careers. Yeah. And as crazy as it is to say, I think Roman ended up being the more famous of the two. For it might be. You know, Calvin signing a seven-year, what was it, $113.5 million contract. Ooh, that's not too bad. You would assume no one's going to be a bigger <laughs> name than that guy. Uh, but with everything Roman Reigns has done, I mean, it's incredible. He's this generation's John Cena, The Rock, wow. Stone Cold, Steve Austin. It's his turn. It's his time. He's the guy. And it's, uh, it's really cool to shed light on the previous life. The triumvirate has to return. Mojo Mutati Lucas Whitman and Edward Lewis. Fellas, it is time to talk about a third generation athlete and how they might be better than both their father and their grandpa. Edward, you got this one. What's the scoop? Yeah, if you thought the run of fielders was going to end with Prince in the MLB, you might be wrong. So obviously Cecil Fielder's son, Prince Fielder, has two more sons, uh, Jaden and Haven. Uh, and they're both in high school, and they're both absolute ballers on the baseball diamond. And when we saw Prince out at LAX a couple weeks ago with his son Jaden, uh, he told us, look, uh, this kid might be better than all of us. Take a look at this clip. Does Jaden have the possibility, potential, to be the best one in the family? Uh, sure does. He does? Yeah. He's got a lot to live up to, man. Yeah. You imparting any wisdoms? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's practicing every day. He's ready to go. What sort of advice have you been giving Jaden? Uh, I'm not sure. I think uh, just over the years, he's been with me in the, you know, he's came with me to every clubhouse. So I think just over the years, you know, just giving him a little advice here and there. Nothing major. He pretty much is, uh, whatever he sees, he retains. So That's great. Easy. Jaden, do you feel any pressure to live up to your pops and your, your granddad? Uh, not really. They kind of, they were around and, you know, just kind of showed me it's just baseball. So it, it can just, you know, end up being my job. Right, you just consider it just a job sort of thing? It could, yeah. Yeah. It's easier to think of it like that. This is testament to how much, like, genetics is just everything, <laughs> huh? And mental stuff, obviously, but yeah, you, yeah. Got, you feel this. Yeah, genetics definitely helps. I mean, the hard work is what really makes it take off. Now, I should note that the Jaden, who's 19, and Haven, the, the, the younger fielder, is 17. Both are actually in the class of 2024, so they, they could be either in the MLB draft soon or, or on, a, on a college baseball diamond suit. So it might not be long where you're, you're seeing these guys actually make a run at the MLB. I remember growing up watching Prince Fielder and hitting all those dingers left and right, and, and now I'm going to be watching his son do it in just a few years. It just makes me wonder where time's going. Um, I don't know about you guys, but this one's tough for me. I think it's just you, pal, because I'm feeling younger by the year, so I, don't, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I, you know, I, I love the fact that they were almost caught off guard by, by this question. At first, uh, when you hear Prince say, sure does, it, all, it almost like it was like, good luck catching up to what I've done, kid. But uh, when you hear the rest of the interview, you know, it's something that really just seems to me like it hasn't really been discussed much at, at home, like they've sheltered their kids from having to be subjected to these questions too much. You know, focusing on yourself, you're just a child in high school learning the basics of the game, just just getting started to talk about having a, a better career than the pros have been named all pro multiple times year in, year out. And, you know, his generation and his dad's, it's, it's just too much too soon, I feel like. And sometimes that's a disservice to your kid to put just all of that pressure on them 
from the very start so that every mistake they they make, they just get very down on themselves for not living up to their father or their grandfather's name from the start. So I, I just love the attitude in this family. I think that's a winning attitude. I think all that stuff comes later and you can welcome it and engage those conversations later. But but now's not the time. They're keeping these kids hungry. They're keeping them humble. And uh, that's a recipe for success later in life. Mojo, I love this clip because it shows you even if you might be the greatest tennis player of all time, that at the end of the day, you're still just a parent. And that's the case for Serena Williams. So Serena Williams, Mojo, as it goes around the holidays, right? They've got kids, including their six-year-old baby daughter, Olympia, who is right there with Serena. And of course, Serena's husband and dad there, Alexis Ohanian. So Mojo, holiday time, <laughs> Serena and Alexis, they were good sports, Mojo, and actually, acted, maybe that's a little strong of a word, they actually appeared, <laughs> Mojo, in Olympia's Nutcracker play. And the entire thing, thankfully, uh, good thing there were some parents in the audience with some video cameras, Mojo. Mom and dad acting, take a look. Funny to see her mojo as like a background person. Like it's it's not about Serena, but you know everyone's thinking we're we're on the stage with Serena Williams. I'm so glad you said that, Babcock. <laughs> you actually you actually alley ooped me for the point oh, I was about to make. I can Stand read your mind. In the background, despite having the most flair out of all the other couples <laughs> dancing, you think they would be up front, not because of name value, just because right. of body mechanics. Right. Comes to dancing, and I'm certainly an expert. In that field, when I first heard about this story, I wanted to bury this couple for taking the attention away from the kids. I was going to say, you know what? They should have just been the Christmas tree in the background. No lines, no movement, just standing there silently in support of the kids. But you're right, Babcock. They joined the other adults. They stayed in the background here a little bit, and they still shined in their respective roles. Coming together as a family for a little parent-child fun, probably something that they could have rehearsed a little bit for some good family bonding time leading up to it. All aces for this Babcock, and I was ready to bury him for it. Right, yep. And you know what's funny too, Mojo? Obviously, they've got multiple showings of the play, so it's not like they just did it one time. <laughs> they kept going back and doing the routine. So, yeah, shout out to them for that. Are they getting their full appearance quote for this? This is going to get expensive I'm thinking no. I'm thinking no. Mojo, before we go, got some TMZ Sports food for thought because I could not end this show without talking about this segment, Mojo. Jameson Williams was a uh, top wide receiver uh, in 2022, was 12th overall pick, now is a uh, star for the Detroit Lions. Really nice player, Mojo. Got some weird, weird eating habits, though. I love McDonald's, I love a cheeseburger, and I love a McFlurry, specifically a, an Oreo McFlurry. Mojo, this man puts his McFlurry on his cheeseburger. This can't be real, yeah. right? This doesn't, this doesn't make any sense. First of all, 
Why is this guy going to McDonald's anyways? He's a pro athlete in the NFL. This is garbage food. It's horrible for you. You can't eat that crap and perform unless you're Chad Johnson. He's the only one that's figured out a way to somehow make this work. So I don't know what my guy's doing. You know what? If I might have been okay with it if he selected the M&M McFlurry, but this just, anything else makes no sense. All right, Mojo, we're out of time. Uh, got a lot of stuff tomorrow. Big stories, big video. Going to be a great show. Matter of fact, Babcock, it'll be the best show since today.